husband has decided to hold the lift. It says there two people. Because I'm here by myself, she doesn't want to move the lift. So we're going to stay here and be looking at each other. You're going to be famous today. You can see it says two people. Of all people, it should be me running from you. You about telling me one person in the lift. Let's stay there then. Let's be watching each other. So hold the lift. You do, I hope you know this is kidnapping. Holding somebody without their fucking will. Holding the lift. Because what? This is your house, right? Why are you holding the lift? Explain yourself. Why are you holding the lift? Let lift go. Why am I doing what? I don't want to talk to you. Let the lift go. Let me come off in my floor. Why are you holding the lift, keeping me in this place? Why are you coming? You say something in this attitude. Which attitude? Are you my father? I can talk anyhow. Leave the damn lift. I have a fucking date. I'm going to. You're keeping the lift. I need to get off. You're holding. Why are you holding? Explain why you're holding the lift. Why you say something in this attitude? But why do we need to be talking to each other? Which attitude? You don't need. Let me just go. I just want to come out of the lift. Let it go. Let me come. I have to go out. Then go out. Then. Okay, we'll stay there to, to tomorrow to see this. So she doesn't want the lift to go because I'm in the lift. And she says, it says clearly two people. Yeah, that's not true. How long have I been here? That's not true. You're even lying on camera. It's fine. You've told me. I wasn't standing there. You will keep this as as long as you can. Okay, don't worry. With your Kanye West shoe, we'll stay there. I'll send all of this to management. I should leave, I should leave the lift because of you. <laughs> I don't die. I said it. Now you want to put lies. I said you have corona. You think you have corona? I will be in the yes, lift with you. You think you think you have corona? I'll be in the lift with you. Continue lying. Look at her head. Continue. Lying. If you want me to abuse you, I'll abuse you. But I'll not say the wrong thing. Continue lying. We'll stay in this lift. I have time. You have time. Don't worry. You don't know me. I'd rather cancel where I'm going to tonight because of you. I, I, I don't, know. don't worry. Yes, continue. Continue. Spoil the lift. Don't worry. You could have gone outside. Continue. Now she's pressing her alarm. Oh, they will see all you are doing. I'm giving up. You want to give up? I'm not saying shit. You want me to say something nice? No. So I am. Yes, I am the worst nightmare you have. I ain't saying shit. You get fucking tired here. Continue. And I'm gonna report you. You ruined the lift. You continue. But she says shit. You let it go. Who the fuck you think you are, my dad? You held me. Ransom, at my, un, unwillingly, you held me in this fucking lift. Don't worry. Continue. Your head like that. Like, end, like end sass. Don't worry. Give up. You give me. Oh, you oh now you're leaving. You okay. I have everything. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Thank you. Bitch. Yes. Bye. Take slowly. Baby, you know I go give you no wahala. I no get wahala. Was cool. We are back. <laughs> it only, it only <laughs> took like what up two months. Many seasons. You said we're back. Like, um, remember coming to America when they made the reference? You're so good to, at bringing um, up things that are going to be relevant to trade in places. More to more, yes. we're back. Yeah, you're, you're we're back. This it just it didn't have soul. It was very focused. You know, you know, McDonald's gang. You know. No.
I apologize. Now I know. <laughs> speak, speak of coming to America too. You see uh, the announcement when it's dropping? Yes. Remember, um, it was an, well, no, I didn't know the dates, but I know, you know, what to me, I told us it was coming. Pause. Um, <laughs> and then um, I, I forgot what event we were in, where we saw Mr. Blade himself. Mm, yep. Remember? Well, yes, I do remember that. But basically, it was supposed to come out regularly through Paramount. Okay. Uh, but I guess because of certain things, uh, Amazon picked it up. So they're going to drop it on December 18th on Amazon. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what happened. He didn't tell me exactly what happened, but um, he explained to me somehow, like. That's how it's headed. Uh, yeah. Well, because of, you know, the pandemic. Right. Um, Etc. So it was like a hundred million plus dollar deal that they did to bring it to Amazon instead. No, that's why that's a legendary movie. I think a lot of people are going to find, you know, find a way to get that. So I'm sure Amazon will win off of that. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to that. It's supposed to drop December 18th on Amazon. You, you heard it here first. Boom. But yes, welcome back, people. Because I was like aware that segue to come into America. <laughs> I mean, you brought it up, and I was like, oh, no, 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 I am at fault. But yes, welcome back. This is episode 63. 63. 63. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's been a while, of course. Man, has been, I think you have, touring the world, up in our flights. What? Changing time zones. I don't you even know, know what an airplane looks like. You think I've been on flights? Come on, bro. Yeah, when, you, when you get on a plane, you really don't see the outside of the plane. I don't even have Unless you're talking about teaching. Oh, well, you don't need a passport to go to certain parts of the world. And my license expired because the DMV has been closed. So. Oh, wow. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know what you heard, but. You, know, sir, you, know. you, sir, you love a good lie. Look, I've been quarantined, bro. When you, when's, the last time, when's the last time you saw me? Don't answer that, but it's fine. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, I, was to, <laughs> I was about to drop date place in time. Yeah, it's, it's fine, you know. We weren't it's outside right. on my birthday for no yeah. reason. Yes, you know? yes. You're happy belated again. I think both well, our birthdays. We haven't recorded since both our birthdays. You know, I'm very happy. Virgo, Virgo season has come and gone, and um, yeah. we're very thankful. You know, I, I've been telling everyone that I'm celebrating until March because I'm not going to allow COVID to cancel my birthday. So I'm not until, mad at until March. I have until March to continue celebrating. So like I said, if you see me outside in a few months with, you know, a margarita in my hand and it's snowing, don't say anything. Act accordingly. Just, just know what it is. Yeah, I mean, you're keeping margarita cold if it's snowing. You know, that's it. Niggas, you know, niggas out here getting COVID coughing and shit. Nope. I'm waiting until December to start my coughing, you know what I mean? Absolutely scary that we're we're jumping into flu season with COVID still hosting this party. Uh, we're about to approach a year of being on lockdown. That's fucking nuts. Insane. Affirmation really never happened. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Are you going to the one they just announced in Vegas? No, I don't even know where, who, when. No, I'm not. <laughs> Where ten or more are gathered, I am not in their presence. That is so funny. I love how like all of the all of the uh, 
the Bible study that we, we you know we were advised to follow as kids. Now everything is coming to to light now. Um, from the killer bees to people's sons dying to, <laughs> to, our, to the, the pharaoh being sick, the cicadas. Bro, it does not end. Uh, the natural disasters, half of Cali burning. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. Half a gender reveal. Like, dog. What? I need, I completely forgot about this. So much has happened. It's it. So much is happening. It does it's, not it's end. The... Twenty twenty is legit. The year bus goes bus. Like it is insane. It don't stop. It says. Uh, California is still bracing for renewed fire threat from windy weather. That's so it's just the wildfires everywhere. So basically, just don't go to Cali for any reason. Basically, basically. I honestly don't know why people live there. Well, I do, I do, but I also don't because, like, I don't, I can't see myself paying millions of dollars for a property for somebody to flick a cigarette and burn my entire neighborhood down. And I can't do shit about it, but just pick up my shit and not even pick up my shit, just pick up myself and leave. That shit is crazy. It's insane, bro. It's absolutely like you, you, you fart and you burn your whole city down. That's nuts. Wow, you're getting it off your chest. I'm saying, I mean, I've, you know, I've lived in LA. I, I get it, but I also don't get it. It's like, um, I feel like if you've been to the West Coast, I feel like most East Coast people have to like get their West Coast curiosity out. Yeah. It's it's it happens in waves. I agree. I feel like a lot of yeah. you know a lot of a lot of our New Yorker friends, you know, yeah. between you and I, a lot of our New York friends have moved to LA and they'll come back eventually. Right after they've gotten it out their system and it's like okay, this is just like a flavor of the month type thing. Then they move on. Mm. I think this is I, true. I think that's what it is because it's like it's it's a different speed. Yes, you know, so it's interesting. But mm. I don't know. Like you go there, and after it just it gets tiresome. Like the LA energy and what the LA people like. It feels like connections and celeb status is just like a currency. Like they celebrate yeah, that social social climbing. Yeah, like so. That is why I. It's just not for me. It's not a knock. Like it's just not my speed. Like yeah, I am. Don't blame me. I'm a bush boy, so I'm good off just like regular conversation and not I know this person or I know that person. That's just that's just weird combo to me because it just doesn't it doesn't say anything about your character, it doesn't you know, like it's just it's weird. To mm. me. To me. But Cali's cool, Cali has great weather, beautiful people, but it's just, I think it's better in doses. It's like Atlanta to me. Like, I enjoy Atlanta. I enjoy being around black people. I enjoy the Southerns, you know, but after a while, I don't, you know, after like a weekend, maybe three, four days, I'm like, okay, I need to go back to New York. So, I don't know. It's not we for me, but it's, it's been insane. Once, once, all, once, all, once all those forest fires chase everybody back to New York, we'll see. There's earthquakes. Like it's insane. Cali is no joke. There was an earthquake that I think it happened maybe a week and a half or two weeks ago in LA. And everybody I know that just moved to LA was like, yo. Like they they were on the timeline at the same time talking about, yo, was that an earthquake? Yo, was that an earthquake? Damn, and I was sitting here 
<laughs> LA timeline would be like, was, did anybody else feel that? Like, was Dog, I was crying. <laughs> it's 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 weird. It's weird, but you know, it's it is what it. It's twenty twenty. It's been basketballs after basketballs. Like there's gonna be. I feel like by the time this post, there would be some wild shit that has already happened, whether it be from your president here or from your president there, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. It's it's ugly. And then your prime minister, because, you know, you're also from Inetland. <laughs> it's just stressful. You, 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 you keep trying to relate me to Boris Johnson. I don't, you know, when was the last time you were in England? I... Can't answer that. Last year? I don't know. I remember. I remember. Pepper Trump. Well, anyways, well, anyways, we are Pepper going to move <laughs> Yo, you love making shit hot. That's why I can't be telling you when I travel. Way go. <laughs> um, no, but just, it's crazy because like a good amount of Nigerians are either in, well, there's also Canada, but I feel like a good amount of Nigerians are either in, the, in Nigeria, in England, or America, and them leaders are wild. Mm. Canadian, guy, Canadian, Canadian guy was, you know, doing blackface. And it seems so chill compared to everything else we're dealing with. I agree. That's absolutely crazy. Well, I guess uh, we can, we can um, tackle the elephant in the room. Which let's is, talk about the, the, let's talk about, the, let's talk about it. The biggest news out. So um, I think first things first, we want to. I want to big up the feminist group, group. I think you do as well. We spoke about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, insane what they're doing. Like, and this this shit is just. It feels like you know they just got to work ASAP and got shit done all within a week. Um, so if you guys don't know. Um, for the last, has it been a week yet? I don't think it's been a full seven day thing yet. It's, it's, um, it's been ongoing, but I feel like this yeah. new protest where they're blocked, you know, they're blockades. People are showing up to different parts of Lagos and people are showing up to different parts of um, Nigeria. Um, the NSAS movement has reignited itself um, within the last week or so. Um. And for those who don't know, SARS is uh, part of the police system. That special anti special anti robbery squad. Yeah, that focuses on armed robbery, supposedly. But then they started basically robbing everybody, and well, robbing and killing. So Nigerian youths have been their biggest targets. Nigerian youths are. Stand, have stood up, banded together, and started protesting and called for an end uh, to SARS. Yeah. Days into it, the people that are in charge in your country uh, said they would end SARS, but create a new group. And the new group is called SWAT. SWAT, I think, is um, weapons and something special weapons and tactics i think some dumb shit um and that's what it is now saws is responsible for a lot of people a lot of youths death 
Um, they obviously they we the first thing they started doing was robbing and attacking those who seem to look rich. I guess look rich, just stand out. If you have colored hair, you have tattoos, you got uh, an iPhone, you have a laptop, whatever it is you have. The, the suspicion is you live in a third world country. You're not supposed to have that or you have a certain age and uh, median income for somebody your age should be X amount of Naira. So you shouldn't be able to afford the phone you have, the clothes you're wearing, the Mac book you're carrying, the laptop, whatever it is. A lot of that is really based on envy because you have to think about the, the police officers that right. are, you know, most of the police officers that are running around Lagos, running around Abuja, et cetera, all these different cities across the, the country, um, they're not really making a livable wage. It's not like in America where most of, most of the police departments are funded by, you know, the government, you know, most, most, not all, I would say most of the, especially the major police departments around the country are heavily funded. In fact, overfunded. And and the police are all doing, you know, side jobs and, and, and you know, being hired as security for nightclubs, et cetera. I mean, doing normal measures, not doing COVID, obviously, but, you know, the police in the States are not suffering financially for the most part. Um, but in nigeria it's the opposite like how can you tell me that uh, that uh um i'm looking at the salaries now i have the, the list of salaries that was sent to me how can you say the inspector general of police is making an annual salary of eight million naira hmm. how can you say that a police recruit is making an annual salary of a hundred thousand naira that's nothing Monthly salary of under 10K, Naira. Monthly salary. So how are you surprised when these uh, very grossly underpaid police officers are running around envious of these kids who literally spend their monthly salary on their breakfast every day? 10,000 Naira is under, what, 30 bucks, $30? That's what some of these guys are making a month, right? Let's even say, let's look at the inspector, let's say inspector general of police, monthly salary of about under two, $2,000. That's nothing. You're the inspector general of police. And you're making under two grand a month. Of course, you're going to be robbing and stealing from people. You're not making a livable wage. It's sad. I think the, the entire system needs to be completely overhauled. There's, there's no reason why the deputy inspector general commissioner of police like all these high 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 level positions are not making livable wages and they have all these sergeants all these people that have these big titles when you look at their ranks but they're not making any money so of course they're in the streets robbing and harassing kids that are you know some of them are entrepreneurs some of them are artists some of them just come from you know middle class or upper class backgrounds and are just living their lives you know the internet has changed the playing field for a lot of people. And I just, I, it's unfortunate that um, law enforcement over there hasn't um, yeah, evolved, evolved with the people. Supposed public service. Well, you know, public service. It's crazy because if we compare it to America's situation, we have um, defund the police here, which is getting money out that 
getting money out of, you know, off the group itself where they're just spending money on certain things that could transfer to other groups. But in Nigeria, it's the the opposite. Because even Mm -hmm. with people speaking against police brutality, there's still people saying these officers should be paid more. Well, you know, because it's the truth, because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's similar problems, but for different reasons, right? Nigeria is a very unstable place, but only people that have lived there and have experienced Nigeria can understand how unstable it is and how most of the citizens there have just accepted the, um, the instability and are just complacent about it. Um, so I think the surprise that everyone's seeing now is you have a bunch of youth that have decided to stand up and not accept what's going on over there, which is great. And it's, um, there's definitely something that. Shout out to the youth, we. Yeah, shout out to FK Abudu. Um, yes. Mo, um, there's a bunch of cats. Omajua, um, Wale, there's a bunch of people that are out there that are really, um, and again, it's decentralized, so I'm not trying to say anybody's a leader of any of the protests, but it's it's been, there's a bunch of people's efforts that have gone into what's going on now, as early as 2017. So it's just mm-hmm. great that everybody everybody is playing their part to make sure that um, yeah, the movement that's I happening. I think it's needed because yeah. you know, every movement in our continent from time, like there's always been a face in which they could just point at and, you know, you cut the head off the movement and it just stalls, you know? Like yeah. most of the names that ring bells throughout the continent died in, their 20s, 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Falah lived a longer life, but most of the revolutionaries that we know of, uh, they don't get to live as long as we'd like. You know, the dictators, we hear their name for years, you know, yeah. and they're around yeah. to like, or they're around for a long time. So I think it's it's a blessing that we have the youth as a whole making this movement. It's not one person giving speeches and getting people out like everybody's on it. I'm not sure if you guys are on social media, on Twitter. I don't know what Facebook does. You know, Facebook is usually a month away. But um, Twitter itself is just on it. Like everyone's shouting out location. If somebody needs an ambulance, they tweet about it. Somebody just got shot. Somebody just got hit, you know, and an ambulance is sent there. Somebody just got arrested. They get a name. They get lawyers to the scene. They get whoever out or a group of people out. You know, they're asking for money because they need this or if it's food during you know i've seen people talk about how good the food during the protest has been so it's just it's a beautiful thing to witness and i'm so proud of nigeria i think um being the most being the most populated black country or just the country with the most black citizens like we i think nigeria owes it to itself to figure some things out you know to branch branch out from this course it's on to like you know break through so i think if good things happen in nigeria i think it affects how the diaspora moves i think it affects how the continent is and obviously we're seeing a move in other countries where there are a lot of protests going on and we spoke about this with the black lives movement we knew it would have its effect all over the world because Mm. black teens or black youths are connected you know yeah, they share sure. the sentiments. They a lot of them are going well, not a lot. I think practically all of them are going through some kind of attack or just some kind of just being victimized by the powers that be. 
So uh, I think this SARS movement is this end SARS movement is huge, and obviously end SWAT since they made they're making a new department which they are just gonna redirect all these men that are in the streets just attacking youths into a new department and send them right back out. Yes, officers are needed. I because Nigeria is not really giving us defund the police energy yet. We're not yeah. in Nigeria, so we can't speak as much. So. They're not saying get these cops off the street. It's like, get these cops paid and get this department that you created within the cops, which is SARS, off the street. Because their excuse is obviously we see something that is, you know, you could be in an Uber. We've had a lot of people speak on being in taxis where they, they were minding their business and they were just yanked out and taken to, a, taken to a station and they were told to write some kind of, confession for a crime they had nothing to do with or didn't even know of and then they get pressed into sending money just to get out the situation so obviously these people need money but there are a lot of professions in nigeria where people are underpaid and they aren't victimizing the youth so Mm. i you know i think there is a problem but also these people are overdoing certain obviously SARS is not moving in the right way so i'm i don't know which i don't know how to put it without sounding insensitive to the situation but a lot has to change a lot has to change and i think it's just amazing to see the youth do what they're doing band together help each other out um if you care about this movement i think we've all been saying uh we've said it to each other as well just like donate if you can um, obviously once something is anti-government, they're going to be things shut down where you're unable to reach out to people and help out the way you want to, but we all have to do our research and find ways to get money to people helping out and shout out to the feminist call, shout out to Segalink, um, everybody that has helped create what's happening, you know, whether it be educating others, um, starting that little push that leads to where we are now like it's it's amazing seeing every part of it and shout out to that diasporans protesting all over uh, the world really because i've seen marches in uk i've seen in um nyc cali houston some being led by celebs that are not in the country right now mm. some without any big names you know well, which, whichever way you slice it, though, it's it's a huge thing going on. And I know everybody knows a Nigerian. You know, it's like it's a hard thing to not know a Nigerian because I feel like we're everywhere. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you care about it, do some research and see how you can help. No, I agree. And I think that there's a bunch of, um, there's a bunch of uh, artists that I've seen on the timeline that have been uh, raising awareness about what's going on over there. I, I just listened to Joe Budden's uh, podcast earlier, and he was highlighting it and, and you know, drawing his audience to pay attention to what's going on in Nigeria. So shout out to him, Rory Ma. Um, and, you know, Cardi talked about it. I saw it on her time. Like, the City Girls were posting about it. There's a bunch of artists that were just like, yo, what the fuck is going on in Nigeria? Um, it's, 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 it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, we're trending for atrocities, but I hope that this is kind of like our version of the Arab Spring or, 
you know, our version of the BLM, you know, movement as it started, where the youth are kind of not allowing, you know, our parent generation to destroy our future in Nigeria. Thanks. Well, and shame on these old heads. Shame on these old heads stopping the youth them from doing what they have to do. It's absolutely sad. Yeah. It's not shocking. It's just sad. Yeah, I mean, I, and we know what they're trying to do. They're trying to. They're trying to now figure out who they can target as a leader of the movement, so they can, you know, bribe them or coerce them into quelling all the mm-hmm. unrest. But the, the the only issue is there is no leader. It's decentralized, and that's what I love about it. They can't really pull anybody aside and say, "You're, you started this, or we're holding you accountable for all the protests and the." Right. I saw they try to um, pin some things on David O. Uh, so it was. It's interesting because I know the way cops in certain countries work is they just try to attach you to something and then you know pin pin certain things against you or have you force your hand basically. So you have to step back. So you know they can move on with, you know, continue doing what they do. So, shout out to everybody that's yeah. a part of it. And shame to anyone derailing it. I also advise everyone that's listening to watch Journey of an African Colony on Netflix. Well, have you seen it yet? No, I saw um, H.A.'s tweets earlier. Um, yeah, I I'm actually, H.A.'s actually, I'm talking to H.A. right now, he actually might die. Um, but yeah, it's something I watched, um, I watched it over the weekend, I will say, okay, weekend, a few days ago, and, um, it was great. I thought it was really, really insightful, and it's all things that, you know, you kind of pick up bits and pieces of, of, right. of, of, of information about how Nigeria formed and the companies that were established to kind of you know, that were involved in the slave trade, that were involved in taking all the natural resources out of Nigeria and help, you know, but I didn't know that it was so deep, so much deeper than that. Like, I didn't realize that during the World War that um, they basically stopped Nigerians from being able to, like, take part in accessing their own resources and they they basically exported all the natural resources to Britain so that their economy didn't collapse. Right. Well, I think if you look at any European country and you think about how their superpower would, whatever it is they produce, whatever their natural resource is, and you can just do the math and know that these countries are involved heavily in Af- the African economy, you know? So, like England yeah. being a superpower, France being a superpower, like all these countries aren't producing whatever it is that's needed to hold that status yeah this is like everything we everything i thought i know about nigeria is a, is a big scam basically britain has been running the show all this time and basically allowing us you know nigeria's been set up for failure and they picked the they picked the cultural group that they were going to use as puppets to control everybody else and we're still seeing it and not even realize like you can see the symbolism even the nigerian flag you have the y you have the eagle on the top and the two horses on the, the other sides right so the horses would represent the evils and the Yorubas, and the eagle represents who? The northerners, the Fulanis, the houses. So the Brit- the British have already planned out, for, you know, from 
the early 1900s, they already planned out how the following hundred years were going to be. And that's what we're dealing with now over there. So it's unfortunate. It really is. Very, very unfortunate. Yeah, so um, yeah, we spoke a bit about the continent in itself. Um, there's been protests in Namibia and Congo. Mm. Uh, Kenya is continuing. Um, Cote d'Ivoire. So it's 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 all over. I think a lot of youths are emboldened. They are speaking out. They are questioning what the status quo. You know. And I think yeah. it can only be great for the continent because the powers that be are just happy with the way things are, happy with the checks yeah. and balances with the, you know, the colonizers and the youth just don't have that same respect or that same fear that they have. Uh, so, did you see the, did you see the clip of, um, um, the governor of the Gulf, Samuelu, talking uh, to President Buhar, and he was just laughing when they were talking about uh, the the demands that the protesters wanted from the government. And right. President Buhar was just laughing in his face. It, I'm not surprised. I you don't I don't paint any of these people as people who care. So I'm waiting for for Eche to dial in. So. Uh, we can continue the combo because he was really passionate on the timeline. Okay. So, oh, Etcher is on. Hey, Etcher. Oh, Etcher got on? There you go. What's good, yo? What's good, boss? Since, since it's multiple calls now, a friend of the show, Etcher. <laughs> How are you doing? Where's Everything is great. Man's just like, what is it, 10 o'clock over there, 10 30? Yeah, 10, 10 24. Okay. Etche, what what island are you on right now, bro? Right. Etche, let's, talk to Etche, on island. let's talk about oh, that. Man. Are you Yo, gonna flex to those poor people soon? Come on, man. Come on, man. Listen, listen. I I think I just embraced my responsibility as an enjoyment minister this year. You know, somebody <laughs> has to fly the flag. Chop life. Somebody has to do it. All the ministers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back in Cali now. Sorry to hear, bro. How's the air over there now? Because <laughs> I know said my like condolences. No, I know. He's been chopping life. I feel like he's going to look at LA as the ghetto right now. Because I mean, Cali as a whole as the ghetto because he's been chopping life in different islands. Uh, no, it's better now, though. Thankfully, you know. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I can't complain. It's better compared to when I was out the country and I saw the weather. I was like, fuck no. <laughs> I extended my I extended my flight immediately. I'm like, bro. I feel like everywhere HA goes, there's a flight extension. I forgot what Eastern East African country he was in, and he was like, "Yeah, I got here, and I just extended my flight." HA is always no. Nah, I think yeah. I'm always like in the moment, right? Because sometimes with life, you 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 think you're living by a calendar, and you need to be able to be in that moment. And just realize, like, yo, if you need to extend a flight, you extend a flight. You know what I mean? I respect now, that. Obviously, I'm the king, I'm the, I'm the king of the one way. Yeah, so some flights you can't extend because if I if I book a flight to Nigeria, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm taking that return trip. Okay? <laughs> but if nah, I'm doing in Africa, then I can extend it. You feel me? So yeah, for sure. God, yeah. I see what you are doing for others. It's funny. We just yeah, we, we when there, when when you dialed in, we were in the middle of talking about the the um. 
the state of the NSARS protests and then mm. also the journey, yeah. the journey of an African colony documentary that um, we were just talking about. It feels, it feels weird because it feels like everything is, um, it, feels, it felt like deja vu. Because first, yeah. you're where the protests are happening and then you watch it and you're like, wait, they protested then too? And they Ooh. were really about the shit back then too. You're like, yo, how come niggas didn't think this was important to let me know? Like, like we're standing on the shoulders of a really, a really, a big giant, you know? I don't know, man. Well, we know why they don't want us to know. You know, it's like these, our movement, this protest, they're making it seem like disrespectful, something that's anti-culture, anti-tradition. And it's just the more you get into it, you realize like you really got to fight for what you want in this continent. And it's not just like you're fighting the African powers that be like their strings attached to this people, you know, because yeah. it's, it's more than, it's more than the IC. So I'm like, I was, I was talking to the earlier in this podcast, like I'm so proud of this, this generation, the Gen Z, they are, they don't give a fuck. Like it does not matter. Whether it be Nigeria, it be Namibia, Congo, Kenya, Cote d'Ivoire, wherever it is in the continent, these people do not care at all. Like people are calling Buhari a bad boy, like on said <laughs> 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 Buhari has been a bad boy. Fam. Like, yeah, man. The governor was talking, they playing fam over his com- like these people don't care. So it's, yeah, it's, mean, it's they'll, they'll it's you. they'll disrespect you. They'll disrespect you. And the thing is, it's like, um, I think if you study like history, like the Great Depression era, right? They grew up in the Great Depression, the fear that came from that, they passed that on to their kids, but then mm-hmm. their kids were a little bit more free, right? And then by the time their kids had kids, that was then the baby boomers. And then we saw obviously what that energy the baby boomers came with. So I think. It's basically history repeating itself in that same cycle, right? Like now, um, another crash happened. I forget what generation was before the millennials, but our millennial generation came into play, right? We know our parents were a little bit more scared, more all about respect your elders. We came in and we're we we're half and half. We're like respect our elders, yeah, but <laughs> talk shit get clapped. You feel me? So is that is that half and half? But now he's Gen Z. They do not give two fucks though. That's all. Like, <laughs> I was telling someone like, what scares me is I just turned thirty last uh, month, right? But I feel so old because the Gen Z people make you just feel super old. Like I remember when we were in college, you're, you're using maybe Twitter just came out, Facebook just came out. You're like, all right, cool. I'm I'm hip. I know shit. I know what's going on. And then in a matter of like five years, you've gone from I know this technology too. Wait, what's TikTok? What's Snapchat? What, what the fuck else is there? And so much shit is coming up, and you're like, "Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling more old. I'm feeling older because this technology is also speeding up the rate at which things are happening." And you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! What did you say you do on TikTok again?" And I'm like, "Bro, I, I can't even use TikTok, bro, because." I'm like, I don't even know where to start with all the video editing software, but Damn. obviously Damn. it's just it's just crazy. Like you know, I so. see that I see that I appreciate it, but I just don't even know where they start. I don't know how yeah. they do that shit, but they make us you're definitely right, they make us feel old, but I think 
if there's a if there's a group of people to comfortably pass a torch to, even if I think they probably just snatch it out of our hands, it's this generation because they are doing everything needed here. Uh, we thought we were just going to ask cops to stop killing us. They were like, yeah, defund the police, get the police out of here. Back home, you're seeing as soon as they said end SARS and made SWAT, they dropped that shit quick. Like now we're moving for you to end SWAT. And I know the powers that be in Nigeria are sweating a little bit, but they just probably yeah. going to think like this is going to end in like a week or so. But this generation is not that generation. Even in um, Otako, it's like the governor dead said like, yo, nobody's out and the streets were packed so yeah. this is definitely this is definitely a different time and that every every like this whole generation is on whether they've been in the continent or outside the continent it's a beautiful thing it is and i think um someone was making a point that um a lot of this too is we're all watching each other right because everybody saw what happened in the u.s this summer and people are just like having awakenings they're like yo this is actually unacceptable because um i mean i go to nigeria almost every december Tuesday knows um like we've been going for at least for me since 2013 each december and i think last december one of my guys was going out with his girl in the car and started stopping and he didn't know that you could actually drive in nigeria with your international license he just he wasn't aware of that because he was just driving and then they're like, yo, where's your Nigerian license? And he's like, I don't have a Nigerian license. And they're like, well, you're either going to jail or you have to pay us off. And he's like, well, I don't even have cash on me. He's like, they're like, it's fine. We'll go to an ATM. He went to an ATM and 80,000 naira, 80, they took 80,000 naira from him. And I remember asking him like, yo, didn't you know you could have stopped that? He's like, no, because he was terrified. You know, so I was like, wow. I mean, and that's what I say. It, it happens so often that so many people like normalize it, right? Like you're like, okay, cool. This is just the cost of being right. in Nigeria, but it's unacceptable, you know, across board. Totally unacceptable. It's it's absolutely so sad because I think SARS. Maybe some of them are realizing that these people might lead to them getting paid more. I don't think they see that yet. That if if things go as planned for most of this protesters, the officers are actually going to get paid better than they do now. Yeah, but see, they don't see it that way because they're getting paid more now. You have to think about it, right? This extortion thing is, a million, is almost millions of dollars a month in a racket, right? So, you, right. like, to them, this is supplementing their income on a huge level. Like, just imagine being able to stop anyone, anyone, whether it's a, a governor's kid, or whether it's a commissioner's kid, anybody, I'm like, yo, run me, run me your account. Bro, you're making millions per day, right? So to them, they, they're not thinking about it that way because they're, they're going to be losing money and losing the lifestyle that they've probably gotten used to, you know? So. No, you make sense. You're definitely making sense. So I know uh, Tunde wanted to ask you a few more questions about the doc. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've I've listened to, I've been listening to y'all go back and forth. I've been I've been just um, soaking it on and, and learning. But uh, dog, I saw Eche's tweets earlier, and I was just like, yo, the same things that yeah. were 
the same things that were making you heated were the same things that I kept pausing the documentary. Be like, no way, this actually fucking happened. It's also that. Oh, you so, you you were pausing it too because I kept on pausing and rewinding. Like, nah, dog, I, I didn't kept that right. I, I kept pausing <laughs> I for a few right. reasons. So I mean, yeah. most most people that know me know that my you know my mom's family is from um, Lagos and also Ife. My dad's family is from Ibadan. So most of the things yeah. that I know about Yoruba culture, Nigerian history, etc., I got from my mom's side because we have the you know our relationship with Lagos and the monarchy there and yeah. our history with Ife and the monarchy there. So I've only learned what has been taught to me from my grandparents or my aunts and my uncles. Mm-hmm. Given how, given what they experienced growing up, and given what their parents experienced growing up, so when I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't find any of the things they were telling me in in history books. You know, you read history books all your life, and you look up Nigeria, and they talk about what the colonial version of the story is, right? Yeah. You know, they never talk about, you know, what happened, you know, during slavery, before slavery, etc. What happened after slavery in a way that doesn't make the British yeah, people. Yeah, which does, in a way that doesn't make the British people look like they saved a bunch of, yeah. you know, barba- barbarian, you know, villagers that didn't wear clothes and all this crazy shit, which we all know isn't the truth, right? So, yeah. um, part of what's interesting to me, especially when you mentioned Pelo, um, Pelawara, um, Ali Moto Pelawara, right? Do you know who's great? Oh, yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know who's great grandson? Who's her great great her great grandson? No, I don't. Tinubu. Are you serious? That's her great grandson. So her job in the nineteen twenties was okay. So for those that don't know, Chief Ali Motopelawar was a um, she was a Nigerian trader back in the eighteen hundreds. She led the Lagos Market Women's Association, and they're basically a women's advocacy group that. Um, they basically were like, if you look at any of the um, the way the Italians kind of run all the unions, or used to run the unions in the United States in the in in the you know for the last few hundred years, she basically ran the equivalent of that in Yoruba land, which later became Nigeria, um, and she was also a really um, important ally to Herbert Macaulay, who a lot of people consider as the founder of Nigerian nationalism. Like he did everything possible yeah. to 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 bring all these different together cultural now. groups together. Yeah. And yeah. um I believe his maternal grandfather was Samuraji Ajay Crowther, who was um responsible for converting the English Bible into Yoruba, which helped a lot of um uh Yoruba speakers kind of develop like a common version of Yoruba together because there were hundreds of dialects and variations of Yoruba and Yoruba-like languages. I mean, Bawo is Shakiri and they speak, you know, a very distinct language that is maybe 80, I would say somewhat 70, 80% intelligible to Yoruba. Yeah, probably higher, but yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if up to um, people like, like him, any language that was that similar to to what is now considered Yoruba would probably be considered Yoruba, even though they were completely distinct and separate city-states run by completely separate and distinct kings and chiefs and so forth. They didn't even talk to each other, really, but they all um, respected that they came from one origin and, you know, Odudua and Ife and all all that stuff. So 
it's just interesting that the same people that are involved with the foundation of Nigeria and, and liberating, again, quote unquote, liberating us from the British government, the same ancestors that were doing all those things in the 17 1800s, their descendants are still running shit now, still. still. You know, it's generational shit. It's nuts. But yeah, I didn't know Ali Motopela War was, um, was um, you know, in our culture. I don't know if they do this in your book culture, actually. You'll have to, to, to tell me, but do they have women in your culture that basically run all the markets or, or that yep, control? Yep, same thing. That control, same thing. That con- that control remember, trade? Remember, remember in the documentary, they talked about they are bad women's protests, right? That was the market oh. protest as well. Got yeah, it, yeah. It. So it's, it's basically, I think it's just almost the same across Nigeria. Like women, women ran shit, you know. And and Perulua was a powerful, powerful woman, you know. So and even if you if you really think deeper into this, right? Like I think like a Tinubu or like in their family history, they probably understand this history. And because she was, you know, back then maybe formal education wasn't as strong, so a lot of it would probably be. Um, traditional um, oral history, right? It's something mm-hmm. that I could keep being passed down in their family, and then they understand the influence that they have, right? So like a Tinubu mm-hmm. now, or like, they will know like, yo, this is, this is our history, this is why we run Lagos, right? And then their connections run deep. Like imagine going all the way back before independence. You're talking about, those, that's a different level of connection. <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you can't fake that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so those are those are the bloodlines across the board. Yeah, so what? Those are the rock. That's a, those are the Rockefellers of Nigeria. Like they've just been running yeah, shit for so long. The money's basically. too long. It's way too long. Where do you even want to start? You know what I mean? That yeah. that type of bloodline is is is, is, is long. <laughs> so so esen- right esen- there, essentially, Tinubu is the current market leader of Lagos. Basically. So it's, it's stayed in the family for hundreds of years, and people don't even realize it because the they don't share the He's robbing Lagos blind, and his his maternal or his his ancestor was trying to at least make Lagos better and yeah. fight for the people. Yeah, I mean it's sad, man. Fight for the people. Well, what, what were your take? What were your major takeaways from from the doc? I mean, I've been struggling to, even before I watched the doc. Right, I've been personally struggling about why Nigeria doesn't do a great job documenting our history, right? And the thing is, I'm someone who's a history buff. I, like, my background is political science. That's why I, I studied in school very heavily, right? So I've always been a serious history buff. And the reason why I love history is you can literally see patterns repeating itself over and over again in human times, right? And when you understand history, it might allow you to be able to avoid pitfalls that people in the past made. But in Nigeria, mm-hmm. we're, we're disconnected from our history and it shows up in some of the choices that happen time and time and time again. And for me, I remember um, during the lockdown period, one thing I learned about my own family was they posted on Twitter a, a picture or a letter of the people who built the Emo State Airport. And then I'm finding out on Twitter that my granddad was actually one of the main people behind building that airport, and nobody ever said that to me, right? So imagine I'm finding out a huge piece of history of 
your granddad donated the most money. He was the one who led this charge. And I'm finding out on Twitter. This isn't something mm-hmm. that anybody in my, in my family had passed down. And it was like, why do we... So even like just kind of just in general, right? If, you're, if I'm finding that out from Twitter, there are examples in my life or even everyone's life where you don't know... When you're, when you're tied to your heritage, right, it gives you more confidence. You're able to say, I'm a Rockefeller. This is the lineage I'm coming from. When I step into rooms, I know who I am and I know where I'm coming from and I know where I'm going to, right? I know the standards are, are, are expected of me and the standards I'm here to uphold. And I think for me, for example, um, my, on my dad's side of the family, it's all lawyers, right? Lawyers, federal judges across the board. I'm the first son. When I, when I was born, I was encouraged to pursue law, right? And I, I would always feel like pigeonholed because I'm like, I, I don't know that I'm supposed to be a lawyer, but I like reading and I like debating niggas, so maybe I'm supposed to be a lawyer. And you know you're a Nigerian kid, so they try to push you into one of those lawyer, engineer, doctor, mm-hmm. accountant. Those are the only options. So, so I'm going through life and I'm like, man, I, don't, I really don't think I'm supposed to be a lawyer, yo. Like, this shit is weird, but... I mean, I've seen other Nigerian kids end up doing what they want to do, so why should my own story be different, right? And then it wasn't until I got to law school. While I was in law school, I was like, yo, I really, (laughs) before if I thought I wasn't supposed to be a lawyer, now I know for sure that if I'm your lawyer, you're going to jail. I'm going to keep it real with you, you know? But (laughs) what happened was I discovered that I had a passion for entrepreneurship, right? But then it felt like I was coming across as a black sheep to my family because, like, yo, you're an entrepreneur. Only for me to go back to my friends and be like, yo, I'm, this is what I'm trying to pursue. And they're like, oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense because your, your mom's dad was, like, one of the greatest ego businessmen that ever lived. I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, nobody thought that would be something to mention or drop in the pot because that would have definitely infused me with more confidence, right? I didn't have to stumble through life to eventually discover what I was meant to be. There's one, one of my favorite quotes is, sometimes a person find, discovers their destiny on the, road, on the road that they took to avoid it, right? And yeah. it, it's always poisoning to me because I'm like, yo, sometimes you just set out on a road and you think that you're running away from your destiny, but it's on that same road that you hope you will find what you're looking for. And I think for a lot of Nigeria, problems it's because we're disconnected from our history we're disconnected from our lineage we act like we're just isolated in the sands of time which is not um accurate right and i think watching the doc just infuriated me more and more because you're like these white people man <laughs> you like yeah. these white can take everything you know and even to the fact that like even when they document they lie too when they write about the history they lie as well so you're like, you can't even trust anything that they say or anything in the history book, right? I didn't even know that, like, um, Lagos, like, when you watch the documentary, they talk about how Lagos, um, there were two kings who were fighting each other, and then they basically decimated each other, and one of them had to leave, and then that's how the British walked into Lagos, right? Or the battles that were lost. Like, sometimes it makes it seem like the British just walked into Nigeria, and they said, hey, we're here to rule over you, and people were like, yo, it's lit. You know, nobody tells of these stories about the fights the struggles, the people who really went the distance against these people, right? And the Wakanda type stories, really, like, where it's like, I would rather, I would rather, what, what he said, I would rather swim in the ocean or, or, or then, then, you know, you guys know the quote, I think, well, from Wakanda. Right. 
Or Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, or Michael B. Jordan. Same for my be where yeah. my answers was that jump ship, which like that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's it's just to the back I, to your I, point, man, it, it it just it made my blood boil. Like I was like, yo, why are we just learning about this? Right? Like if you, if you think about the protest today, if you knew about a Michael Emoji, right, who led the first union protest or or the Ivor Valley protest, like these were or, or even um, like think about the feminist coalition today leading the charge, right? If they knew about um, Rafael Kuti, you know, uh, 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 Paralua, these are women who have come before them and who showed us that they stand on, you know. So it's just those examples of how much we've lost our history really hurts, you know. And I, I really just hope that we use technology now to really help docu document our history and even document what's happening right now. Like imagine like 50 years from now, a kid is looking and is like, yo, who, what's the feminist coalition? What, what happened there? You know, and then at that point, maybe their great, great, great kid or whoever kid is now leading and they're not, they're not tied to it at all. That, that shit is crazy to me. You know? Yeah. No, I think yeah, it's sure. absolutely insane because um, Nigerians don't really know their history, right? And then we get into whenever this diaspora shit happens where Africans and African-Americans and going back and forth about history and how, you know, how one side let one side down. And I'm just, it's just so crazy because we're all hurting when it comes to that part of just of our lives where people really truly don't know past maybe their great grandfather, if that, maybe their grandfather at most, like the average Nigerian, I don't know how far they could go into their lineage and actually document or give factual information. So it's crazy how much people trust the white man telling us this is how it happened. This is who's to blame. Like it, it's, it's just a whole lot. It's a whole lot because I see people argue all the time about, Oh, the word Akata or just Americans and African Americans and Africans and the relationship there and how people look down on others. And I'm like, if only people knew how complicated our history really is and how much we don't know about it, because when I tell people I'm in Shakiri and they're like, oh, um, I don't know, like Yoruba people will tell me, oh, what, what is the tribe about? What, you know, and I'll be like, the Shakiri people actually have a strong lineage with the Yoruba tribe or the Yoruba culture group. But people don't know any of that. People don't know their history. So I think, like you said, we, we need to find ways to bring these stories back into our lives and then actually understand what it is to be Nigerian. And why we're yeah. always, why we're always fighting with each other? Because a lot of this was just they just Nigeria was just put onto us. It was just a bunch of people uh, living their lives right. their own way, and then they were just like, "You're Nigeria." Like all our leaders are not Nigerians. Our leaders are yeah. over sixty years old. Our country is sixty years old. None of these people care about Nigeria. You know, they have Ooh. agendas they push. You know, they're looking out for what it is they know, because these people existed before Nigeria existed, you know, and they actually got tales and stories and they were passed. They don't want us to know, but they were passed down certain things that they don't care to share. So it's, it's really ugly how, how this works. And you even saying ransom, um, Fela's mom, a lot of people don't know anything about Fela's mom and how much Fela loved her and how much she fought for women's right, how she was the first to drive, 
And it's like people, you know, you get a lot of guy, manly men that are pro Fala and don't know how much Fala loved his mom, how he made a song about her and what she stood for, you know. Mm. So we we have we have a long way to go on both sides. Yeah, and the Nigerian government killed her too. Yep. Yeah, they killed her too. You know that that was another thing. Like, how do you even treat your heroes? How do you respect them? Um, even going back to like um, recently, uh, one of the, our oldest people in our village died, and he was a lawyer, and he had all the history of our village, right? And I just remember thinking, like, damn, we should have like got this man on a podcast to tell stories that we could yeah. pass down, and we never had a chance to document that. He never had a chance to finish his memoirs, right? And it was like we're losing so much history just from the people who are who are still who still remember how it was back then. And they're dying now, you know. And I think what I wanted to even encourage more and more people to do was really take the time out to document with your parents, with your great grandparents, and have them tell you stories because this it will come in handy down the line. You'll be shocked where like they're telling you these stories and like, wow, I, I didn't realize it. Like I'm um, I'm sure when you watched the documentary, I was shocked that he was yeah. able to find that many people who were still around back then to really speak on what happened and the historical perspective. Even from like, I mean, we've been in Nigeria. We know how chaotic Nigeria is, right? So to even see some of the monuments that were still up, like all the way in Lokoja with Lord Lugard, I'm like, what? No, where were the field trips when I was in Nigeria? Nobody said any of this to me. Like, shit, I would have wanted to go on those field trips, like just to learn more about the history. But you didn't do any of that. I remember the funny thing about this whole thing is, I remember when I first moved to America at 16 and I took a U.S. history test and I scored a 98%. And the teacher was so like flabbergasted because I was like the only black kid in the class. And she was like, did you cheat? I'm like, no, why would I cheat? Like, actually, some of these questions were so easy. Like, this is what we learned in Nigeria. So we learned more U.S. history. I learned more U.S. history in Nigeria than I did Nigerian Nigerian history. History. Yeah, and the isn't irony that, now, and the irony now is you're learning more about Nigeria in America, in America, in Nigeria, because no, it's just, I, I, I remember thinking how crazy it was because when I was doing my master's program, I was writing about uh, Nigeria's history, and I would have to do like only to go do research, right? And I'm going to my school library. I'm like, there's no way these niggas have anything about Nigeria, even whether it's books or anything. And they had it in the U.S. They had more about history books, more, more things, um, more books about our history than I ever read in Nigeria. I'm like, yo, what kind of Twilight Zone moment are we in? It's crazy. You know, obviously, even you go to the museums, right? All the beneath art in London and in Paris, you're like, yo, this is, this is despicable. Yep, it's it's nuts. I I just wish that there was a place that um, Nigerians were interested in learning the true history of how their very broken and unstable country came together would have resources to do so. If not for this Netflix documentary, even someone like myself, someone like you, um, people like you, Bao and Eche, that are actually interested in this stuff, like. Where would we be able to say that we we could get information like this before I've seen this documentary? Nowhere. 
Exactly. Nowhere. And that's part of the problem. The, the reason, yeah, the reason well, why most, uh, most you think about everyone that's a, a super nationalist or super like radical about about like, patriotism in places like America or places like France or places like Great Britain is because they accurately doc. I mean, they document things in in ways that really make themselves seem like the victors, of course, as as colonizers. But we don't have that same that same uh, patriotism or nationalism in Nigeria because we don't know our true history. You know how many Nigerians do you think are learning about Biafra today, between you and between you both? How many how many kids do you think know how many millions of people actually died in those days, and 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 the relationships between all the different cultural groups before the Biafran War and what led to the Biafran War, and 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 how the government basically took everything away from the Igbos after that and made them start from scratch. We don't talk about these yeah. things. We don't talk about it. I mean, um, I think Nigerian independence just passed on October 1st. And I was mm -hmm. following this thread on Twitter about the different Nigerian ethnic groups, right? And you just, I was like, yo, I consider myself super Nigerian, but I, I don't know that I can even name up to 20 ethnic groups. And we're up to 200 and something, 200 plus or 300 plus. And it's like, why is this, why are we basking in this diversity, right? Why are we basking in the beauty of the diversity. I remember going through that whole thread like, wow, this is how the Kanuri people live. This is how the Ohobo people do. Oh, okay, cool. This is how the Chase people live. You're like, what? And I'm like, is, is this should be some insidious shit? Because to me, I'm like, what would, what would be the harm in if you want a united Nigeria, making people learn about different cultures? And I think some people on my Twitter said the reason why our history is hidden is because a lot of the actors are still alive. So they know that if you know it, like a Buari, for example, <laughs> you watch this whole thing, you're like, if I catch that old man, you feel me? Like, there's a problem. Like, a lot of the, those mm. guys are still alive today, and they profited o over off the chaos that they that they um, created, you know? Yeah. No, like, you're definitely right called, I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know about this guy, Theophilus Danjuma. Um, and this guy literally killed two heads of state. And he's one of the richest men in Nigeria. Every time yeah, I think about that, fact, it, it makes my blood boil. Like, he, I'm talking about he personally killed motherfuckers. <laughs> like, killed heads of state. Like, imagine killing a president or killing a head of state. You do that and you're still, like, walking around, no consequences. You never went to jail. Crazy. And now you're one of the how richest was, how was, how was he able to do in Nigeria. That? It was a, it was a coup. Like they, so Ranti, he was one of the people who killed Ranti, who was like the second head of state of Nigeria. Literally killed this man, threw this man's body in, in an unmarked grave. He's never found. You know, so like back then they would just have coups and just throw motherfuckers. Like Tafawa Balewa, for example, first prime minister, he was just killed and thrown. I'm sorry, do not like so many people would just. So many leaders were thrown in, you know, March graves, you know, but guys, guys still li li living, breathing, you know. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, if you even think about back to Nigeria's first coup, a lot of those guys were thirty. Like, imagine, like I'm thirty now. Somebody gives me a whole country, <laughs> a country like Nigeria to run. <laughs> Like, you if you're super educated, what you, you're going to make hella mistakes, man. You know, so, just, just what it is. 
Our country never stood a chance, man. Like, uh, Yakubu Gowon was 33 when he, when he became um, head of state. Nigeria is 60 today. So let's just say 30 plus more. So Nigeria is 60, so what? He would be like what? I don't know. It's not 93. No, no. So I'm sorry. The, the coup was 1970. So maybe like he would be like, what, maybe 60-something or 70-something? Mm-hmm. He's still alive, you know? So, ah, man. That's nuts. Yeah, there's just so many, so many houses and so many families that would just perish if the truth comes out. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Chaos, chaos keeps keeps them safe. So I think they know that. And obviously, I, the closer, I don't know. I just feel like certain things they got to give. Like certain things have to be given, whether it be light or security or clean water. Like at some point, I got to give something. You know. Like, and that's, that's just where we are, where it's just like, everybody feels like, what's the worst that could happen? A lot of these people in the protest are like, what exactly, how, what can you threaten me with? Like, these men are picking us up, putting us in jail cells, extorting us, killing us, you know? So what's the worst that could really happen? And that's where I think the government's going to realize you're going to have to give something up outside of changing the name of SARS to SWAT. You know, something is going to have to give at some point. And that's where we are with everything because they make so much money off chaos. You know, like a, a ninja makes oil, ships it out to get refined, and then they get it sold back to them. Yeah, I, hope we, I hope we keep our, our the protectors on the ground, keep their necks on, or their legs on the necks of the government, man. Like, don't let us at all. I honestly hope so. That's why I'm very happy these people are collecting Bitcoins. I get as much money in right. there I cannot regulate it or, and they just have to live with it. And I pray to God, you know, all these young ladies doing what they're doing are well protected from what right. could be. They said they're racist with 2 million naira. And I think uh, the government is shocked. Like, how the fuck are motherfuckers able to raise that much money? Because with 62 million, you can sustain protests I mean, shit, you can stop with that and build on even on a political party and awesome. political movements, you know? The, they had two million. I think, I think, I think, a, I th- I think a lot of, a lot of uh, politicians and a lot of people in the government are actually freaking out about that because think about it. The billions of dollars that the government puts there, was it like $400 million that is attributed to the budget every year in Nigeria or some shit like that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm most of that money never makes it to the people in Nigeria. Of course not. Mm. And over a million dollars has been distributed to protesters in almost a week. A week, bro. And I'm telling you, with Jack retweeting what he did, I think it's actually going to help the donation. Yeah, so we'll see. And I'm grateful that, you know, when everything was going on yesterday, uh, people on on that side reached out and said hey you know some people are being scammed you know people are reaching out to you know people are reaching out to various people around the world saying that they're fk and that they're mo that they're leaders of the protest and that they, they should donate to you know their bank accounts and et cetera, et cetera. like is there any way you can help with the verification so i immediately shot it up to the homies i was like you we need to make sure that her you know at least fk's account is verified so that 
people know that they're donating to the right place. Um, and she got the verification. No, it's huge. It's huge for that, right? And shout outs to you as well, actually. I know your group helped out. Um, yeah, we raised we raised three thousand we raised three thousand dollars so far. So we've been we sent that over to them. Uh, okay, so we've we've been working with the phone call. Um, I actually used to have the phone with uh, one of my guys who works at Twitter. We're work, they're working to get the um, emoji that happens with the hashtag. Uh, right. Like, you know when the Black Lives Matter stuff happened, you do a hashtag and then something pops up. So they're working on getting that done for um, NSARS movement. But yeah, I mean. Jack coming through today too, Bitcoin, like bro, these are huge these are huge moments that I hope get recognized later on. Not because it's Jack, but just the the application of what's going on. Like bro, I, I really hope like I felt bad like being here, man. I'm someone who likes to be on the ground, who likes to be in the thick of things. I'm like shit, like should I buy a ticket and go to Nigeria? Because like, this is a this is a seminal moment. Like imagine like I don't think people can Imagine if we change this country, bro. Like, bro, I am moving from America quick. Like, imagine <laughs> Nigeria being like a fucking Dubai, bro. Like, you could bring no, all your sick. friends, like, everything. From not, like, not from even, a like, perspective. But, like, nice shit works, you know? That's, I'm just saying, Man. like, imagine Nigeria being even Ghana. Like, let's take step by step. Let's not <laughs> let's, even let's go even... to Dubai. <laughs> No, let's talk about like let's talk about having light let's talk about you know like little things here and there yeah, because aiming for dubai is gonna have us like let's just have light let's have water let's have kids knowing that they can go to you're school right, without right, strike right, right. let's, let's just start with that because that yeah, is nice and again nice. I, I might be a oh you know we might be non-gen z right here thinking too small but bruh ninja like the hopes we've had for that country and the fact that we are talking about a dollar is 400 400 plus nine it's sad it's absolutely sad so we we have steps we have to take and i i honestly hope like you said they don't stop they i hope they continue and i hope we can fund fund as much from abroad as we can and just keep keep things going back there because these kids are on it. I love seeing it. I love seeing the guy from Pataka pull up. I love seeing the kids in Lagos talking about how the jollof rice is awesome. You know, like all these things that still make right, them nice over there, man. Right. Like this commentary that you know, like they're fighting for it and they're still not losing the essence that is the ninja, you know, the ninja spirit. Ninja blood. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I, I really hope you can capitalize off this because, bro, it's, it's like me, I'm dedicated to getting as much money to them as possible. Like, yo, we need to be on these niggas' necks, bro. Like, I want, I want light. I want roads. Like, the thing is, like, they should just know that if they don't deliver, we're back on the street. We're going back to Lickie Tollgate. We're shutting down highways, you know? Like, the country, we, we have too much potential, bro, to just let it go to waste. You know, if this is the moment that it has to happen, so be it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and I, you know, whatever we can do to uh, amplify what's going on our side, you know, we're going to do that. Um, there's a lot of uh, companies I know that I've re I mean, they've reached out asking how they can help or 
or uh, contribute to raising awareness of what's going on. I've been sending them to the Feminist Coalition website. So I'm going to shout out that website right now, the Feminist Coalition 2020.com. Nearly Feminist Coalition 2020.com. Go there. You can donate to help the protesters, you know, you know, get data, PPEs, right. um, get gas masks, um, get bailing them out of jail because, you know, the police are snatching up the protesters, locking them up, harassing them in jail, etc. So if for everyone that's listening, I want to know how they can help um, F- FK Abudu and a few other of the, um, the you know, those that have been the forefront of the protests set up a website so that um, you can learn more about what's going on and donate to of the protesters that are currently being oppressed over there. I'm just, I'm really just proud of the women, man. I'm really proud of the work that they're doing. This is like some inspirational shit. Like, it's just it's dope. It's dope. I, I, I can't remember the last time I was this inspired. I just realized that I could have just sit by and not do anything. I was like, yo, I just got to hustle. That's some shit over there to them, you know? I agree. Hundred percent. The shit is absolutely inspiring. I love they, the baton that's been given to them, and they are running with it. I like. I would just see tweets like, "Oh, the, the ambulance is on its way. Oh, this is coming. Get the raincoats. Get this." I'm just like, "Wow, this is so beautiful to just watch." It's absolutely. You amazing. guys, you guys saw the video when uh, when the governor went to them and they were singing "Fem," right? Yup. Yup. I think Femme is like they don't drop Femme at the right time. That is that might be the protest song because the government is making empty promises. It's insane. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely insane. And they well, David does grab himself, so it fits. It fits with the whole with the whole thing. It's absolutely hilarious that this is the only generation that could tell that could do that in front of a governor. Everybody else would yeah. like respect him. The governor, yeah. let's not do that. Like these people are legit playing music over the governor of Lagos speaking. That's insane. That would not, ne- that never happens any other time. Like the respect that people are given people be out here calling governor daddy, this, that, no, none of that happens. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane to witness. I mean, two, two men uh, who let respectability politics take over yep. a lot, you know? So That's, that, that shit is, is gone. Even um, the shit that trended where somebody was calling their uncle, yeah, me, bro, yeah, me, and he got kicked <laughs> out of the group family chat. Like, it's crazy. This, <laughs> this, it's insane to watch. It's absolutely <laughs> funny because. We grew up. We grew up in a different mentality. So to just be that yeah. middle, that middle generation between what was and what is, it's just like I I get what y'all saying, but it's just absolutely hilarious to see what's actually happening. Yeah, and and the thing is, we're just in the perfect position, right? Because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we're also seeing. I mean, I remember when I was coming up, this this the shit my little sister gets away with now. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> like there'll be times when it's like she'll say or do something. I'm looking at them like, so you're not gonna say anything, and they just keep Bruh. quiet. And I'm like, so what happened? Like, was I the guinea pig in this bitch? Like, what? What, what, what is Bruh, going on? Be, and you're just looking be, like, so is it? Like, what happened? It's it's a weird feeling because you're like you're happy for your sibling, but you're also like, but but 
where's all that energy? Because I'd be like, are my parents just old? Do they not care anymore? Because yeah. they definitely are yeah. not keeping up with the situation like they were keep, uh, keeping up with our generation. Because my sister is her own person. They have full-blown back-and-forth conversation where she gets to put up why she feels a certain way. Man. I never got that. She would tell I didn't them get that why you're wrong. I you're remember right. we were on a video call. We were on a family video call. And, um, like, my dad or maybe my mom said something. And normally, you know how we do that thing where you know that they might be wrong, but you're like, let's free it. But right. my sister would not free the whole thing. She's like, no, this is why you're wrong. I don't want you to go outside and say this. Like, she was explaining some Black Lives Matter, like, situation. And they were really, her and my dad were going back and forth. Like, I'm like, so you're not going to stop? Like, at what point do you feel like, you know what, it's not even worth it? And she kept on going. And I was like, well, you know, this is, this that's, is. That's this it was is, worth this it. what y'all get. Right. what y'all get. And do nothing about it. It's you the know? weirdest thing to watch. It's, it's absolutely, my sister's the same way with my parents and, they will full blown have dialogue, voices high and like temperature rising. And I'm just there. Like, I literally just watch it and just, I'm like, <laughs> it's a, like I watch it all the time. Like, and my mom, you know, women, like it's, you know, the, there's no tension there outside of like, they look like they're about to just like a vein is going to pop. And I watch it and I'm like, I can't talk to neither one of y'all like that. I don't know why it just doesn't exist. So I'm going to just say how I feel. You say how you feel and we'll be like, okay, this is it. We'll mm -hmm. agree to disagree. My sister's not agreeing to disagree with my parents at all. Like you are going to see nope. the light and that's how that is. So like I said, it's, it's, it's a weird watch. It's a weird watch. Even with this, it's a weird, but fun. But with seeing that song played in the protest, it was, it's just absolutely amazing because this is really just the beginning. A lot of people are building and gaining their backbone seeing, you know, what their mates are doing. So I can't even imagine mm. where they're headed. I, I just hope it's a domino effect across Africa, man. Like, I, imagine, I imagine you just come. Yeah. I think it will be. We're the, like, yes, we've been carrying lives for a while now. We're the most populous black country. Um, Nigerians, if we really get on it, we can fund a lot of things from out the country. Like it's, it really will shock them how well the diasporans are doing. I think we can fund a lot of things from out the country. I think as things get better, a lot of people who are like stalling will start to realize like, okay, this is something I should back, you know? And I think we all have a responsibility to call people out in the diaspora to donate, you know? Obviously there's celebs doing mm -hmm. what they do, but people don't realize celebs are intertwined with a lot of these politicians. A lot of yeah. these select the the tour dates, the 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 show wins, all that they intertwine. So it's really gonna be on people in the diaspora to help fund what's going on back home. And it can go as far as we let it because Nigerians outside the con the country are doing very well. You know? Yeah. Like if you if you do stats of graduates, if you do stats of professionals, Nigerians always involved in the entertainment business. What like there's a Nigerian name somewhere, you know. So I think a coalition can happen, but a lot of people are like, I don't know, the, the team research. I don't know why the hell the people are like, oh, after doing my research, I can now say NSAWS. You know, like it's the dumbest shit ever. But I think there are a lot of people waiting to see certain things happen to then jump on board and donate. And I, I think this, if the youths are willing to step out every day and do what they're doing, 
it's going to go far. It's going to go far. And I think it's going to have its effect in the country. We are the most populous country. And I think it's crazy that we're the most populous country. And then you step outside Nigeria, it's hard to not run into a Nigerian. It's not like we're just the most popular because we're not traveling. Like we're still all over the fucking globe and we're still very Mm. much popular, uh, populous in our country. So it, all this I mean, we have we have power we have power especially yeah, in the diaspora too that's why like yeah, when, when, the, when they shut down the pay, they shut down some of the payment links um for donations i think the government was pressuring the companies and then that's why we mobilized like yo we can raise from the diaspora and fund this right while while you guys work on getting the local um payment set up and that's what we can do and i think it's just us in the diaspora really realizing the power that we have, right? Um, I think there were, there are numbers that said 1.7 million Nigerians left Nigeria last year, right? So yeah. every year we're growing in number as a diaspora, and we have influence. We have we have funds. Like Nigeria's budget yearly is 34 billion dollars, right? Last year Nigerians in the diaspora sent home up up to 30 billion dollars, right, in remittance money. So you, like I mean, look at the difference. Like, what are we talking about here? So if we if we channeled our the money that we were spending in a more in a more specific way, we could influence a lot. We could build infrastructure. We could. I mean, think about it. Like when you send home money back home to loved ones, right? You're probably sending money back for like what hospital bills, um, school fees, like different situations. What if you could send that money directly to like an for health insurance? or for roads or for or for schools to be built, right? And then you know you can hold people accountable similar to what's happening right now. You know, like imagine the feminist co- coalition becomes that, that sort of underground government that makes sure everything gets done. Like these are things that we can do and do in a proper way, you know? So, I mean, it's something to think about. I hope I hope we're listening. I'll say we because we all have to hold each other accountable. I hope we're listening. But yeah, Brian, I really we appreciate you coming on, my brother. Anytime, bro. Thank you for having me. Um, so where's the next trip, bro? Are you have you announced the next trip yet, or do we have to? Yeah, yeah, we're going, we're going, we're going to Ghana in December, man. Um, uh, but this time it's a reduced number of people, but. Yeah, the trip is, is available. You can learn more at com. Heading to Ghana. Yes. Last year, we took about 150 people. So this year, we're doing about 40 people. So anyone that wants to learn more about our Ghana trip should just head over to the website. And Instagram is at Afropolitan Group. Yeah. Well, and I'm, and where can uh, the listeners find you, Petre? Uh, I'm I'm usually on Twitter at itchacrates. Um, just <laughs> follow me. <laughs> I have I, I I tweet some crazy shit from time to time. But other than that, you know, I'm a child of God, and I'm an enjoyment. I like to enjoy life. <laughs> Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks for joining yeah, us, my brother. For appreciate coming you. on at such short notice, you know, with everything going on in the world, we appreciate you. Yeah, man. Like, all it's all hands on deck right now, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Deck. Like, these guys can't be out on the streets, and we're just feeling them. So, anything like I, I've, I've been, whatever I can do, bro. I'm available. Like, this, this is, this is a very interesting time and or serious time in our country's history. So, 
if we show up now, we, we might be thanking ourselves that we showed up 10 years from now. You know, so all hands true. on deck. Very true. But yeah, man, I, I, I appreciate I appreciate you uh, joining the conversation because it was definitely nice to have your point of view, especially as someone that um, that I know we you know we talk to offline about the future of that country all the time. So awesome. Thank you. You guys have a good one, man. Have a great night. You too, yes, brother. Bro. All right, well. Yeah, it was nice to have you, on. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, man. Um, I think you're going to Ghana in December? No, sir. No, sir. We're going to Ghana at a different time. <laughs> you're definitely, you're definitely going to make it over there. It's cool. We'll get permission from from. It's fine. We'll, we'll make some calls. We'll, we'll figure out the sleeping arrangements. And we'll pull up in the right time. You know I love Ghana. I mean, does, does she know you love Ghana? She, as in the country of Ghana, knows I love her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love trolling. It's so fun. It's 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 what you do. You know the vibes. Yeah. Me, a peaceful man of God like myself, and how you you know it's sad, but it's what you do. Yeah, I guess. Um. Oh, uh, did we get to speak on your president catching COVID? Uh, first of all, my president. Uh, I don't even know who my president is right now. Right, I was about to say, which one are you gonna claim? I don't know. It depends on which which country decides to let me be a, a resident when I leave this place. <laughs> maybe, maybe we get you a Ghanaian passport. Not a Ghanaian passport. You know, I don't know. Wait, wait, where would you like to claim? The moon. The moon. Okay. The moon. Yes, I'm going, I'm going to claim the moon. You want to be a moonette? Stay That's there. It. Okay, well, no, your president got COVID, got cured within days, was running the streets. I'm, I know you're, ha you know, you're happy he's healthy and safe, so... Just wanted to bring that up before we go into music of the week. It's definitely, definitely your president more than it would ever be mine. Wow. Wow. That's your guy. I mean, you got him elected. Weren't you helping them organize all the, you know, the I'm, ballot boxes of saying that they're being set up by the GOP? Weren't you I'm, leading that? I'm in a blue zip code, in a blue borough, in a blue city, in a blue state. That's Actually... Actually, tell me how, how close are you to high bridge right now? How close exactly. am I to high bridge? Exactly. Not I rest close. my case. Not close. At least 30 I minutes. I don't believe that. Driving. That's fine. Driving. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, we won't cool. talk, about, we talk about your zip code because, you know. Look, you're the, like I said, you've been to China more than anybody else I know. So if he caught wrong oh, from anyone. Wow. If you wow, call it China. You're talking about China. When you called it a China virus, I, I called you. Wow. Shame on your president. We're going to go to music. <laughs> we have to do that. Too funny, man. We have to do that. Uh, 
I have, um, let me see, I wrote my music, my song of the week down. Are you ready? You have yours? I'm ready. Okay, it's a, it's a South African rapper. Oh, we do. Okay, okay, we're going to the South Africa. And uh, Shea Butter Baby. Ooh. Mm, I, I feel like you know the song. Are you talking about the nastiest of the seas? Yes, sir. Mm, I like nasty sea. No, he's a very, very talented rapper. His wordplay is no joke. Um, I'm not sure if people have heard this song before. It is called Black and White. It is Nasty C featuring Ari Lennox. Mm, Let me in your tempo. Show me what you into. It could be so simple. Black and white, yeah. You come first like rental. I see all potential. It could be so simple. Yeah. Like black yeah. and white, yeah. I tell you some shit. I show you some shit. I buy you some shit. Put you on to some shit. Be the hand that catch your tears and still be your shoulder and shit. And if they can't be stopped from falling, help you get over that shit. I'm your bitch. You need to cross over and change how you. Live. I know something got you stiff I got a lot of this love to give I want you to call dibs I got some land inside of my ribs Beating for you, can you hear? And just like any home, you gotta pay your bills And promise not to disappear I got a list, one, never give up On you or me or us, two You gotta be patient with me like I'm patient with you I don't like to be rushed, three These hoes are pretend to be happy for you You gon' have to learn to call a bluff Cool, cool, four, mm, nah, you got it I know you the one, we the perfect two Future with you, bright as my teeth Long as bamboo, walked in the room, caught my view and I just knew that was my cue to walk right through Extend my hand just like real gentlemen do Cause I'm well raised and I'm well groomed Hi, I'm Boop, nice to meet you Let me in your temple Show me what you into It could be so simple Black and white, yeah You come first like Randall I see your potential It could be so simple Black and white, yeah Don't make it complicated I be your piece, you be my baby Cut off my bitches for my favorite Black and white, black and white Take on me, baby Cause you be putting it down on me In my bed, on your stairs When we love it, you know we don't care Oh my, like wine Say ain't no bitch that got your off on feeling like I Fall in love deeply when I look in your eyes the way you carry me, Mariah. Let me in your tempo. Show me what you into. It could be so simple. Black and white, yeah. You come first like Randall. I see your potential. It could be so simple. Black and white, yeah. Don't make it complicated. I be your piece, you be my baby. Cut off my bitches from my favorite. Started playing around for Just tell me what you down for I'm G'd up like the ground floor I couldn't be down more Wherever did your crown go You queen and you a nano Drop it like it's for download Link in the bio I think that you're heavenly sent Or better yet girl You make heaven make sense That's why your heart got a fence You let me in and you won't need that defense An angel told me you gave heaven a sin yeah. 
Let me in your tempo Show me what you into It could be so simple Black and white, yeah Do come first like Randu I see your potential It could be so simple Black and white, yeah Don't make it complicated I'll be your bitch, you'll be my baby Cut off my bitches from my And that, sir, is my song of the week. I want to shout out um, Adekone Gold for having one of my favorite artists, Yinka, in, in his album. I don't think we've recorded since that album dropped. We spoke about it coming out. And um, is it true Made in Lagos is going to be pushed back with all the craziness going on? Yeah, so it's definitely um, it's definitely getting pushed back. I, I just think that the, the team decided that it would make more sense to it does it does i'm very proud they did that yeah i think i mean but also wiz didn't want to draw any attention away from the protests from what i understand mm-hmm. so i know that you know he just you know he's trying to be responsible which i i definitely appreciate and he wants to make sure that everybody um that the protesters feel like you know, there's there's not like a, a a PR stunt that's going on. You know what I mean? Like he's not trying to push an album when his you know his fans are being fucking harassed and beaten by cops in Nigeria. He's not focused on that right now. He wants to see his fans get what they want from the government that they have to deal with every day. So I think that's where his priorities are now. He's trying to make sure that his fans are safe. That, that's my take. I don't think he wants to be distracting away from the movement. Which I can respect. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, obviously, I have nothing to do with it, the project. So, it's just, as a fan, I 100% respect that. I think we have big things going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, things bigger than, not necessarily, you know, music is a part of it, but it's just certain things going on that might not let you digest new music in a certain way or just maybe keep people towards one thing. So very happy that oh, I respect the fact that he's pushing the album back. So I'll let you do your song of the week whenever you're ready. So, um, so my song of the week is uh, going to be a young vocalist from Lagos, Nigeria, named Thames. And the song that I'm going to go with this week is off her latest project. Did you hear hear her latest project, Broken Ears? Yes. Yeah, what were your thoughts about the project? Um, Well, she's very talented. Uh, I think that's not a question. I love love the sound she gave. Um, I was talking to, who was I talking to about it? Recently, I think I was talking to Yinka about how I love how she, I don't know, the individuality and the way she creates her her songs. Mm. So, yeah, I think Thames, like, is just, Thames is Thames. Uh, I don't know how to put it. Like, you yeah. hear, one of those, like, if, like, I, I think it's similar to Burner in the way that when Burner drops a new album, you have to forget about the old shit. 
and just take this new shit in as is. I think time just gives that energy as well. For sure. Um, appreciate your review. Um, for more reviews like this, find me at. It's <laughs> <laughs> too funny. Um, so my let's see. Uh, yeah, my song of the week is gonna be "Damages" off of the Broken Ears album that Thames just put out. Love the record. Haven't been able to stop listening to it. And um, yeah, this is "Damages" by Thames. Yeah. 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 Back then when I was a new youngin, Charlie you were tryna run on me. I've been, I've been going on my own. I've been, I've been doing things unknown. It's a day one, you running right back. Say the drama, you running off track. It's a one life, you tell me one life. One time, you tell me one time. Open your eyes, open your eyes, baby. Can you be wise? Cause I'm a pride, baby. I'm on the way, I'm on the run, baby. Let me alone, leave me alone. Take it by now. I put you on it. Say you want chance to hold it on me. I feel now hold it back. Turn you right around, take it my way. So tell me what you need from me now. I'm not what you need to be now. Cause I'm done with it now. No more damages now. Say, tell me what you need from me now. I'm not what you need to be now. Cause I'm done with it now. No more damages now, now. Back then when I was a baby girl I was yours and you were my world Tell me what you wanna do for me now Take it down and I will hold you to run my race Cause you run it right there Run my race cause you take it right there I've been down, I've been running right there I've been now, could you take it back there Pull up tonight, I might be risky Buy me stomach, forget the whiskey But you still wanna get back with me You tryna be the one and deal with Don't got my phone, you're not in my mind you miss the way in not the one chance I live my life, don't need you with me Yeah, yeah So tell me what you need from me now I know what you need to be now Cause I'm done with it now No more damages now So tell me what you need from me now You know what I need to be now Cause I'm done with it now No more damages, no, no We're looking for more from her. We're looking for um, more features. The whole nine. Indeed. Boom. Well, that's our songs of the week. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we... That was everything, really. I want, you know, obviously keep the attention in something that could change not just our lives, but the future 
of our country, you know. Um, shout out to every single person that is helping this NSARS movement happen, this NSWAT movement happen, uh, from sharing links to being on the ground to donating to bringing food, playing music, you know, keeping the, keeping the shit alive. We appreciate and you. And our, 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 our prayers up to all the Namibians that are currently fighting in Namibia as well against sexual and, and um, GBV. Um, Congo is also going through their stuff. I'm looking, I'm looking through the, the post you sent me about. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's see what's happening in Namibia. Young people in Namibia have taken to the streets to protest against the sexual and gender-based violence crisis in the country. Then in Congo, Congo has the world's largest reserve of coltan. Coltan is a critical mineral needed for electronic devices, aerospace, and innovation of technology. Yeah, We're talking about the iPhone. Oh yeah, the iPhone we talked about earlier. Yeah, so basically, yeah. companies companies like Apple, Google, etc. When they make products. Um, they make products that create this mineral that comes from the Congo called Colton. And uh, the Congolese government is being alleged to allow companies to come in and enslave men, women, and, child men, women, and children to mine these materials. And uh, these men, women, and children in the Congo are accused of being tortured, starved, raped, and killed. So we just want to raise awareness about that. Um, South Africa is also having their own ongoing fight against gender-based violence and rape. And then the Ivory Coast child labor operations and trafficking as well. So, man, we just got to keep the whole continent in prayer and, and yes. um, show and solidarity. Donate, 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 donate. Fund from abroad. Make it happen. Straight up. If you can't be there, it's not a long talk. Help how you can. These people need food, water, um, security, you know, ambulance, whatever it is. First aid kit. Every little thing helps the movement go on. So fund, fund, fund. Your tights that you're helping your church with, send it, send it to movements. It's doing something bigger. Oh, please, true. we have to do our part, I beg. This is true. That is episode 63. We are back. We promise you way more episodes. We, we, are, taking, we are taking our break. Um, we'll try as best to, you know, keep in touch with everything going on. We'll try to get people that know what's going on back home as well to update us once we can. Um, obviously... Yeah. This is a show about conversing and, you know, keeping you guys up to date with what's going on in the continent. So our biggest, biggest thing is to find a way to just spread the news and get shit going. So it's, you know, obviously we cover music a lot, but this is much bigger than that. So if we get interviews or we just get, you know, emails that can update us, we'll share them with you as, you know, as the episodes drop. Peace, love. And chicken grease. That's it.